In our today's episode, we have Michael Sindler. Mike is a US Navy veteran, author of two highly endorsed books and co-executive producer of It's VUCA, The Secret to Living in the 21st Century Documentary that features 17 of the US nation's top experts on how to navigate chaotic times. He has been featured in USA Today, CBS Radio, Entrepreneur Radio, The Lars Larson Show, The Boston Globe, Q13 Fox, Yahoo Finance, and others. Mike is also the CEO of Operation Military Family and is known throughout the US as a subject matter expert on leadership development, team morale, and veteran transition issues. Thank you. I'm I'm honored to be here. Like I almost, uh, I wish we could do this live so that I could be right next to you in Greece, enjoying the beautiful weather in Greece uh, instead of the rain, torrential downpour here in the Pacific Northwest. But uh, great to be with you, my friend. All right, cross fingers. It is a matter of time to catch up together also in Greece. So uh, it is also great pleasure. To have you here with uh, us in this uh, second episode of our VUCA Leadership uh, podcast. Um, And I will jump straight uh, forward to uh, the things that uh, inspired me to ask you to to join our podcast. Um, We have done already uh, a few talks on the topics that you are dealing with. uh, the, the question is, what got you started down with the uh, with this VUCA rabbit hole? I mean, where were you before, and uh, what inspired you to dive? Uh, yeah, hole? yeah, yeah. I love that. I love the analogy dive because that's. Yeah. I mean, that's your expertise. I love that. Um, you know, it's a funny story. You know, my background. I, I'm I'm three generations Navy. Uh, you know, family served. Um, so. Uh, and I've been running this national nonprofit dealing with veteran transition, veteran and military f- transition for the last decade. Uh, you know, former startup guy. And uh, when the pandemic hits, uh, it, Chris Nolan and I, three-time Emmy award-winning producer, Chris Nolan out of Hollywood, he and I were working on a different documentary. And when the pandemic hit, as you know, the whole world kind of shut down. Right. I mean, everybody's schedules, they, they screech to a halt, vacations, everything. And, and their life changed, their routines changed, um, which for you and me wasn't drastic because that's what our life was like in the military. Right. We'd make these plans and, you know, plans would change and we'd just kind of go with it. You know, we just adapt. Right. We just OK, we'll go with it. Um, but now the whole world was experiencing what we as veterans had experienced. Um, and Chris called me. Uh, I, I, I was actually um, driving out of my state, out of Washington State into Utah, because we had some pretty hardcore mandates mm-hmm. um, when it came to the pandemic. And I was like, man, I am not, you know, forget this. So my family and I piled in our rig and we're driving across the states to freedom. Um, and... Uh, Chris called me and said, man, we got to do it on VUCA. 
And I'm like, VUCA? God, Chris. Okay, you're ringing a bell, but it's like a 20-year-old bell. Like, you know, remind you, like, you do this all the time. You're talking about vision and clarity and understanding. And, and I'm like, he goes, it's out of the Army War College. we got to do it on this thing. And, and uh, I'm like, okay. He goes, yeah, because it's the volatility, the uncertainty, the complexity, the ambiguity, right? The bad VUCA. Everybody's going through bad VUCA right now. And I'm like, bad VUCA. I'm like, this is like bad juju, right? Like I, and, and he's, he, uh, you know, you've met Chris. And when Chris gets excited about a project, he's like, dude, we just got to, we got to scrap that one. We got to do this one. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's do this one, Chris. And uh, he he said, great. Well, let's get General Casey. So for your audience who they may or may not know who General Casey is, General uh, George Casey Jr., he was the 36th chief of staff of the U.S. Army. Um, uh, very prestigious, the highest ranking Army officer in the country. And uh, it ran the national campaigns in Iraq and Afghanistan, just oversaw everything. Uh, really transformed uh, the U.S. military in many ways. It was teaching VUCA as an advanced leadership course um, at Cornell. And he said, great, just call him up. And I said, well, Chris, it's not like you really just, you know, do you really yeah. just call up the 36th chief of staff of the Army? And he's like, well, I don't, but you do. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean I do? You're like the you got the Emmys, like you do it. it, you know? And he's like, no, you're the military guy. And I'm like, okay, great. I'll do it. And, you know, I think that speaks to VUCA environments is sometimes we have to move outside of our comfort zones. Right. Mm -hmm. And we just have to just like, go, okay, well, you know, you don't traditionally do this, but uh, you know, I guess I need to do this. You know, these are drastic times. They require drastic measures. Um, I'm just going to call them. And uh, I did. And he called back and he said, you know, we, we gave him our idea and our pitch. We said, listen, we want to bring this military methodology, this principle, these mm -hmm. principles to the average person in their living room because people need to get out of the funk. They need to move from stuck to unstuck. And uh, he said yes. And before you knew it, in the middle of a pandemic, I'm on a plane to Boston uh, meeting with him with my film crew. Uh, and that was the kickoff. And then, you know, my friend Mark Devine out of California served Navy SEALs. He's like, of course, Mike, I'll do this, of course. And so we brought the film crew down there and shot there. And, and it just turned and I just started picking out different leaders who were very well experienced in dealing with chaos. Mm -hmm. And uh, so during the pandemic, we were shooting a major production. Okay. And that turned into 20 hours of footage and countless hours of research. Uh, and I got excited about it because it really, it, you know, this, our brains become hardwired at the age of 35, right? If you listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza, he talks about this a lot. Like our brains are hardwired at the age of 35. Neuroscience talks about this. Mm -hmm. And then we, we move on to that. Uh, we're building off of that hardwiring, making every decision, every action off of that. Uh, and so how do you break that cycle? Because 90% of our thoughts, like the next day, are mm -hmm. yesterday's thoughts. So we're only really having 10% of new thoughts every day, right? That's, that's the, that's, so most people are still living in the past. And so when they live in the past, they get consumed by it and they get overwhelmed by the negative VUCA, right? They start to live based on a 
external factors instead of internal factors. The internal being the controllables, the things that we can control. Um, and so it, it just started on this journey and uh, we had to do all this crazy stuff, fundraise during a pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, get talent during a pandemic, travel during a pandemic, uh, cut footage and film, get cruising. I mean, it was just crazy, right? Uh, oh. And that was kind of, we were living VUCA making the film. Because, you know, we'd be like, okay, you can only be in this location for four hours. Otherwise, yeah. you know, there's other penalties. And so you're always racing against the clock. It was crazy. Yeah. So uh, it, it was, and uh, according to your descriptions, so it was Chris that uh, brought you uh, to the light this uh, VUCA principle. But uh, after Chris uh, talked to you about what is going on with uh, the VUCA principle uh, nowadays, where we include the, the band stuff, uh, what was your experience uh, either with your um, in your personal life or in your business life? Because Uh, let's say yeah. uh, to our uh, viewers that you also run a family business. I don't remember if you told it in the beginning of our yeah. Uh, so I did. Yeah. So we we uh, operated a national nonprofit called Operation Military Family. That's all about helping our military and veteran families kind of discover their new mission, purpose, identity when they get out. Because you and I both know this: when the uniform comes off, suddenly you're like, "Who am yeah. I? What am I doing? And why am I even here?" And so we really been working with individuals uh, in a very personal way for the last decade, 12 years. Um, and when that happened, uh, suddenly we had to move from in-person to virtual, right? Yeah. Zoom or different methods of technology, digital. And, um, you know, a lot of people talk about the negative about, you know, well, it's not really personal. No, but it, all of a sudden it stretched our message across the globe. We started working with people out of Japan and out of pe- people out of California, and I didn't have to travel, right? And so I was actually home more. And so that 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 was good and bad, right? Yeah. You know, there'd be times my wife was like, are, "When are you traveling again?" You know. <laughs> so, but, uh, for us, in some ways, it brought our family closer together. Um, For me, I had to work through my own VUCA moments, right? But it, it helped us design this new tool of really understanding where are we on this, what we call the VUCA max line, right? The okay. VUCA line, right? The positive or the negative? Where am I living in this moment? Mm-hmm. Am I living in the volatility, the uncertainty, the complexity, the ambiguity? Am I really being overwhelmed by negative external forces? Am I choosing to live there, right? Or am I choosing to live in the positive, the solution-oriented world, the vision? Am I gaining understanding in the things that are hitting me in the face? Am I working to gain clarity? And am I being adaptable or am I being stubborn? And so for me, going through this whole experience mm-hmm. was truly life-changing. It helped. We say it in the film, but it, it truly did help me see the world through a different lens. It's almost like the matrix. So, as you're referring to to the film, sorry, uh, is it available to uh, to Europe, or is it? Well, well, it is if they reach out to us personally. 
it's still yeah. domestic so it's still here in the u.s but if if um like if your viewers wanted to view the film mm -hmm. they could we could give them like a three-day pass or a five-day pass they just have to reach out to us uh um, right. we can discuss it later after that uh yeah. so uh, very interesting the um the trip let's say the the way that you came up with uh First of all, the, uh, the knowledge of the VUCA principle, the realizations uh, during this uh, into this framework, and uh, the story with uh, Chris and um, uh, and your team. So, uh, after all that, um, what is your big audacious um, goal? Yeah, what's my big goal out of this? Right, we, you know, first we thought it was just a film um you know entertaining people and then we realized what's well, not only about entertainment it's really about education how do we train up and how do we bring awareness to vuca similar to you know the things that you do mm -hmm. with your vuca sim you know and getting people to experience vuca in an environment that's foreign to them traditionally right and still having to make decisions yeah. and still having to work with their teams more people need to do that because you know, in the next 10 years, it's going to be 100 years of change, right? It's just going to be crazy. So when Chris and I were mapping this through, I've got it right here in my notebook. And I wrote it down, what my mm -hmm. big, hairy, audacious goal is. It's because okay. uh, people are like, did you really do that? And I'm like, I really did do that. It's I, I wrote it down as we were developing this. And I said, it's VUCA impacts 100 million people and lives are transformed. I did that May 18th of 2022, 2021, 2021. I said, it's VUCA streams across the globe and all our debts, doubts, anxieties are gone. Abundance is ours, $100 million, a dollar for every life we impact. I put my three highest expectations there. I don't know if people can see it oh, on the film, um, but <laughs> yeah. But it, it really was for me, it was, it stemmed out of a discussion I had like a decade ago on a radio interview um, where when we were working with our veterans, uh, we had launched a new program and it was tuition based. And the reason we did it is because we wanted our brothers and sisters to have skin in the game. Right. Mm -hmm. And we said, OK, you got to finish the program. And if we did it for free, we'd find that people would drop off. Right. Because people don't value free. Right. But if they're required to put skin in the game, suddenly it's like, well, I put money into it. I better show up. And so what we did is we had this tuition based program it was fifty dollars was nothing. Um, and we said, you complete the program, you get your fifty dollars back. Right. So, okay. yeah. So it was like you got to pay your 50. But when you graduate, you'll get your 50 bucks back. Um, and we found that that transformed the business. But this you know, the host of this radio show was like, what well, sounds like, because she didn't really let me finish the you get your $50 back piece. I said, no, we charge you $50. And she's like, well, wait a second. It sounds like you want to make money on the backs of veterans. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's super interesting, because everything that we do is scholarship um, for our transitioning service members. So if they're active duty military, it's all scholarship for them. Um, and I said, well, that's pretty interesting. Uh, since I am a veteran, it, it's interesting. 
Uh, and my dad taught me that anytime you get your back up against the wall, become curious and not defensive, mm-hmm. like try to understand the other person's point of view. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was like, okay, well, and she goes, well, wait a second, how much money do you want to make? And I, I swear, didn't, nobody had ever asked me that question. I hadn't even thought about it really. And it, I just blurted it out. I was like a hundred million dollars. And she's like a hundred million dollars, a hundred million dollars. Are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, a hundred million dollars, a dollar for every life I, I impact. All right. And that was like a Holy spirit moment for me. And it just changed how I viewed the marketplace. Cause you know, as a former startup guy, I was always trying to appease investors or trying to make, you know, the, the solid mm-hmm. ROI. And so everything was about money for me. But when that next phrase came out of my mouth, a dollar for every life we impact, it became part of my DNA. And when the film came out, it hit me. It was like an epiphany. I was like, oh my gosh, this is how we do it. Now think about that. That was an experience a decade ago that didn't manifest Mm -hmm. for another decade. Right. Yeah. Totally. And that's that's the piece I think people have to realize, like in VUCA environments, which we're living in a VUCA world, mm-hmm. that you can be consumed by the negative because the press and the, the brain's wired to be five times more negative than positive, right? We're always looking for the negative. You know, why I can't do something, what's holding me back, every excuse in the book. We're, we're, our brains are are wired that way. Uh that when you lean into the vision side, right? When you paint that vision, that BHAG, all of a sudden you realize that there's opportunity everywhere. There are Mm -hmm. solutions to almost every problem, right? Nothing is impossible. It just might not have been discovered yet, right? It doesn't mean you're not gonna get in the face or sometimes, you know, you're going to have to walk through the mud or, I mean, life happens. It still happens to us, right? We still have things that hit us in the face, but how we respond to it is different than how we responded to it or reacted to it mm-hmm. in previous years, right? Cause there's the, you know, this, there's a response or reaction. Like when you're working with people underwater, right? If they panic and freak out the reacting, yeah. right? Instead of, responding slowing down and responding to the situation and thinking through a solution they're panicking and reacting right so you know when when you paint a bhag you're painting a big vision for your life and it's Mm -hmm. scary and if it doesn't scare you it's not big enough so many interesting insights so i I, i'm keeping notes and i will um come up with uh, uh, some interesting questions that uh, I have for you. But before that, let me ask you the thing. Uh, what, um, what are some tools or methodology, let's say, um, yeah. that could apply today that uh, would help them on their journey, on this journey that you previously Yeah, discussed? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, Because people do ask that. They're like, okay, this is great from a philosophical or, you know, educational standpoint or, you know, classroom standpoint. 
but Mike, you don't understand my life. I get that a lot. Like, yeah, but you don't necessarily understand my situation. You and I both know having served and you being a former PJ and rescuing people and doing some amazing things, right? That, you know, life can be crazy. So how do you deal with it? You know, I'm somewhat, uh, I don't want to say I'm flipping about it because I'm not, but I'm like, listen, nobody's shooting at you, right? So Mm -hmm. you've got... You've got 60 seconds. And that's what we call the 60 second life changer. And it, it kind of stems in, it, it comes, it, it stems out of neuroscience. Um, but it's, it, it's interesting for me because growing up as a kid, as a teenage boy, like you and I both at some point were teenage boys, right? I know some people might think that's hard to believe, but at one point we were teenage boys. And my mom, like I was like every other teenage boy out there, like I'd push the limits, right? You know, I'm sure, you know, I'd push my parents. I was always testing the boundaries. Um, And my mom would look at me and she'd have that mom look, you know, that mom look that, you know, moms, you know, that have mastered, right? They've, They've got that look. And if I was pushing the boundary too much, she'd look at me and she'd go, Michael, give me a minute. And I knew at that moment, like my world could be very different if I don't give my mom a minute, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like, you know, it could be very different if I don't give my mom a minute. So that was my cue to kind of step back and okay. Well, when you look at the neuroscience, when you are in a situation that is um, not what you want it to be, Okay, to change your situation, how you respond or react to that situation, if you give yourself a minute, right, you could do two to one breathing, you could do box breathing, box breathing being, you know, four breaths in, hold it, four breaths out, right? You and I both know box breathing. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you do uh, even a two for one, right? Hold it, Mm -hmm. exhale, right? When you do that for a minute, all of a sudden it changes, it changes how your brain is firing. Okay. It's like an immediate meditation in some ways. And so that's a very practical tool that people can do is just give themselves a minute because what that does is that pulls you out of reaction mode and puts you into response mode, right? How many times, you know, people that are married, right? Uh, you know, when you get into a discussion that might not be favorable, um, how quick we are to speak, right? And this is where my dad would say, you know, Mike, here's, I'm going to give you a training tool in your own life. Be quick to listen, slow to speak. Okay. Be quick to listen, slow to speak. That in and of itself is another methodology for just moving from reaction to response. Now, I'm not saying it's easy, Okay, it's not easy. You got to practice it. Yeah. Right. You really have to practice it. And that's the importance of this. Any tools that we give you aren't like easy buttons. They're mm-hmm. but you and I both know through our training that you practice drill, rehearse these enough. Okay. Suddenly mm-hmm. it becomes part of how you operate. It becomes part of your operating system. Remember, because what you're trying to do is move out of that 30, 35 year old hardwired brain. Mm-hmm into new ways of, of responding. And so you have to practice it. 
because you are really changing the hardwiring in your brain at that point. Yeah, Bosch breathing is great. And understanding, you know, where you are above or below the VUCA line, you know? Yeah. So until now, we have uh, talked about, um, uh, shorting this out, we talked about VUCA Max, we talked about, we talked about the film, and we talked about, as far as I can understand, some, just some of the techniques that uh, you share during this uh, program that you uh, previously referred. So let's take it from the beginning. Uh, when someone uh, wants to come in contact with you, yeah. uh, what the reason has to be? Why someone to choose what you do on the way you do it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, it's interesting our approach to this. Um, when the film came out, we thought it'd just be a film, right? But then what we realized we had, you know, 20 hours of footage, we had, you know, countless hours of research. And we put this training program together that's based on neuroscience and mental health and well-being and, and just a ton of the experts that we worked with. Um, and typically what happens is somebody watches the film and it inspires them in some area of their life, right? And then they reach out and we mm -hmm. have a discussion. They reach out, they go to itsvuka.com, they go to our website, you know, we give people like 20 minutes where we just say, hey, let share your story. What's, you know, we, we have an interesting approach to this because we let, we only do these cohorts typically once a quarter um, and we keep them really small. And the reason we do it really small is because we want people to build relationship but we're also screening people uh in who want to make a difference or a transformation in the world who want to buy into the 100 million people transformed message right it's those people and they go you know mike this is what caught my attention it was the future of you know work life and relationships you know that piece on on um you know resilience that caught my attention or, you know, foresight or courage, you know, that piece. And so the film really does a lot of the work for us. And they reach out and they share, you know, what's important to them. And then we evaluate whether or not we can be an asset to their life. That's usually what happens. Okay. And if we can be, then we say, great, let's get into a relationship. Let's start working together. Mm -hmm. And it, it goes from that conversation into an eight session eight, eight one hour sessions so over two months a very immersive training mm -hmm. and then it graduates into a 10 monthly one hour sessions um so we spend about a year together and but again you know people are like you know it's not a full year it's not like we're living together mm -hmm. <laughs> you know where it's it's truly I say it's probably it's 18 hours over a year, uh, but it's a lot more than that, because once you go through it, all of a sudden new ideas percolate, new opportunities bubble up. We work with people offline um, and we keep it, you know, like an A team, you know, like an alpha team in many ways. Like these are the elite of the elite. And uh, these are people that want to be world changers. That's great. That is awesome. So uh, could we uh, assume that the, it is a 
training program, the coaching program, or? Yeah, we say it's the future of leadership and coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a both hand. It's a coaching and training program because we're training people up in the methodologies of VUCA. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also um, walking them through how you coach these principles, mm-hmm. how you reach out to new markets, how you have discussions with new clients. Um, so we do have that component piece in there. Um, right. it, it's usually people who are seasoned who already have a base, who mm-hmm. already have their own program. And ours is not designed to remove what you're doing. It's really designed to augment what you're doing and give you new tools to reach out to your clients mm-hmm. that could pique their interest, right? Because, okay. you know, as you and I both know, the leadership space is not overwhelmed by any stretch, but it's certainly competitive. And so how do you set yourself apart? Um, and what we do sets people apart because it gives them a major production film out of Hollywood and content that is produced out of Hollywood. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty robust and the experts are pretty doggone amazing. So, uh, what, um, could you maybe uh, share some uh, examples of uh, the, the tools that uh, that you use during these uh, programs during these 18 months? Is that correct? 18 months? It's 18 hours. It? 18 hours. 18 yeah. hours during the yeah, year. 18 hours. Okay. Yeah. Over the year. Over correct. the year. So, uh, could it be possible to share some tools that uh, you are using for, uh, that you are teaching the, the candidates? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when people reach out, we give them, uh, you know, we give them examples of the tools, but you know, there's two tools that are my favorite, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're all very impactful. Um, but one of my favorites is the plus one tool. Okay. The plus ones, you know, this from different terminology is micro wins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, micro wins, the micro win tool is so important because what it does is it takes a scenario you pick the scenario the event the circumstance whatever it is you write it down you say okay great where am i living right now okay i'm living in negative vuca okay i'm being consumed by volatility uncertainty complexity ambiguity i'm living below the line i need to get above the line uh and my my outcome is x so what problem am i really trying to solve here with this event circumstance scenario Okay. Okay. We identify what that is. And then we identify plus ones. How do I, what's a plus one? You know, there's a, there's a great video out there talking, talking about making your bed. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody's seen it. Um, And that's a plus one. Right. And people don't give themselves enough credit for plus ones because sometimes they get so focused on the BHAG they don't reflect to see how far they've come on mm-hmm. their journey toward the BHAG, right? And that's why plus ones are so important. So when you take a circumstance or an event, you go, okay, this is where I'm going. This is the problem I'm solving. This is the destination I'm going, kind of like a mission, right? Now I need to identify plus ones. What's going to help me get closer toward that BHAG? Okay. So we map mm-hmm. out plus ones. Plus ones is one of my favorites. The other is bring it on. The bring it on tool originated out of Dr. Phil Stutz out of Hollywood. He worked with some uh, works with some of our Hollywood elites, Olympic mm-hmm. athletes, 
um, Chris, uh, Nolan, my partner, he, uh, essentially went to Dr. Stutz for about a decade, you know, um, Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, correct. It's there's a whole documentary on Stutz. It's called Stutz, um, and uh, he's got what's called a Bring It On tool, and that's you know people sometimes get held back by fear. Yeah. Right. Um, which is really common uh, because you know we look at fear and we go, well, it's the fear of the unknown. It's it's a fear of the outcome. It's a fear of the vision that I have in my own life. So I'm not going to do it, but that leads to regret mm -hmm. oftentimes. Right. And so how do you bust through that? So there's this whole tool that we take people through. It's called the bring it on tool. And you visualize, you first start by visualizing what is it? So for many people, it's public speaking, right? They're like, Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. do public speaking. Right. Um, and we go, okay, great. And they'll come to us and they go, we got this, public speaking opportunity. I got to be in front of this crowd and I'm freaking out. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And the reason they're freaking out is because in their mind, they're thinking about all the things that can go wrong. Right? <laughs> they're like, man, I'm going to get up on stage. I'm going to fluster. I'm going to trip. I don't know. And you know, whatever. Uh, and we go, no, what we need to do is we need to, we need to visualize. So visualize yourself standing on that stage. And I want you to think about everything that could go wrong. Yeah. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, now you see it. Oh my God, I'm freaking out. Right. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. But what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you flip that script, right? This is part of what we showcase in the movie too, is how you flip that script. Okay. But now you go, wait a second. I love public speaking. Oh yeah. Some guy's going to give me grief in the audience. I'm going to have a gesture. You know, I'm going to have some, you know, uh, some heckler in the audience. Uh, that's my fear. I'm going to have somebody that just wants to debate me in the audience, right? Uh, okay, picture that guy, okay? Now what I want you to do is go bring it on. Bring it on, okay? Yeah. I'm changing the wiring in your brain at that point. Bring it on, and I want you to picture it, and I want you to picture yourself walking through that whole scenario right now. Bring it on, baby, bring it on. And now you start to see yourself bring it on, Okay, and you start to go through this fear. You're seeing yourself move. Truly, your body's experiencing moving through this fear, right? And you come out the other side, and you're like, "Oh my God, I got this! I love it! Bring it on! Bring it on!" And then you take the next thing that you fear, and you go through that same scenario. That tool is so powerful mm -hmm. that pretty soon you get pretty good. Like. Um, you're a PJ, so you you were used to jumping out of planes, right? Um, I was a water guy, okay? So mm -hmm. underwater rescue, deep water dive, stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning, okay, I was not excited about that. Right. <laughs> right? I'm like, what? I got to suck out of this thing? First time I ran into a reef shark, I think I sucked down half my oxygen, right? You know, I mean, so... We all have our fears. Mm -hmm. I had a fear of heights, but then I got to the point where I'm like, listen, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm highly capable. I'm just, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to go and I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump off. I'm going to jump off the platform and uh, I'm going to hit the water and not even think about it. Cause my brain would race like, Oh my God, the water is going to be cold. Oh my God. You know, what's under the water, you, you know, et cetera. You know, all the things that we go through, right? 
But, but uh, let me ask you something uh, uh, because it's critical. Uh, yeah. How 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 does the the team uh, the the people that support the procedure in order you to jump in the water affects the way that you are uh, working on the decision making? Oh sure, no. You know when you're talking about a team environment. Yep. Right. When you're talking about a team environment, it really is you. You've got to cultivate as leaders. We have to cultivate this one team, one fight principle, mm -hmm. right? So it's important that we're when we operate in a team, we are only as strong. I know it sounds cliche, but we are only as strong as our weakest link, right? Because it, the reason for that is if our weak link creates any doubt, remember our brains are wired to be what five mm -hmm. times more negative, the doubt will creep in very quickly. So it's important that when we're working in team environments that we create that team cohesive. That's seriously what I love about what you do in the underwater experience, because that's a foreign environment for most people. They can't mm -hmm. talk verbally, no. right? So now they have to figure out how to communicate in other ways to solve a problem Okay. And if somebody starts freaking out, psychologically, that impacts another person right away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So team environment's really important that as team, we nurture that principle of bring it on. So, so it, sorry, sorry. Go yeah, on. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, this I want to, to mention is that, uh, uh, it is okay if you have the capabilities using the, um, the, the tool that you previously described, the, uh, the bring it on, but you also need to have uh, a team that you're, uh, that you're trusting in order to help you take that decision and bring it on and, for example, jump in the water. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I use the example of public speaking because oftentimes people don't have, you know, they don't have a team that helps them speak. Uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, no, it's, it's the train then trust model, right? You need to surround your life with people that you trust, right? I believe that that's important in your family. I believe that's important in your friendships. I believe that's important in your business partnerships. Um, yeah. So if you're operating in an environment where you trust nobody, okay, that's mm -hmm. a combat zone, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, no matter how you look at it, even if they're not shooting bullets at you, that's still a combat zone. Right. And your brain is going to operate at a different level and you're going to be suspect of everything. And that's where VUCA training comes in even more so. Because now you need to know how to evaluate, you know, how to evaluate your decision making process, which mm -hmm. is another tool that we use, which is called second and third order effects. Right. If I make this decision, what's the outcome of that decision? And if I make that decision, what's the outcome of that decision? What influences and indirect impacts does it have? Right you know this these are tools that most people don't know but if you're living in that type of environment you've got to become a chess player exactly yeah which is one of the greatest games by the way chess so when i get to greece you and i are going to play chess so <laughs> all right as i uh, said in the beginning of our today's session more than um welcome uh, what are the future plans of uh, its VUCA, of uh, Mike, of uh, all these amazing things that uh, you're doing in the United States? Nowadays? 
Yeah, so it's to go truly international. Like we have international clients now, but mm -hmm. I would love for, you know, people that are so committed to flipping the script in their life, to making the world a better place, uh, to instilling conscious leadership or empathetic leadership um, in their family, in their work, in their life, uh, for it to be a global movement. And some people will say, well, you know, VUCA is 30 years old. Uh, yeah, but VUCA max, VUCA is always changing. That's why we say max, right? Yeah. It's, you know, massive, massively accelerating exponentially. Like every day life is changing, right? We say in the next decade, 100 years of technological change, right? It mm -hmm. could be 200 years of technological change. Um, it's, for us, it's a global movement. It's finding people in different countries. It's finding people around the world mm -hmm. who want to truly uh, change not only themselves, but impact their communities and have multi-generational impact. That's what it is for us. That's our vision. And, you know, it's, it's 100 million people. You know, before I die, I hope I can look and say, wow, you know what we did? We had a we had a global movement that impacted and positively changed because you can negatively change people's lives, but to positively change 100 million people's lives. And if people want to be part of that journey, if they want to be part of that movement, it starts here. Right. It starts with our own individual selves. Yep. And then moving beyond that, moving through family, moving through friends, moving through, you know, community. Um, you know, it, it it makes the world a better place. We see the world in a different lens. We don't we we no longer become just consumers of the world. We become investors in the world. And when we become investors in the world, we leave a positive generational legacy for our sons, our daughters, our grandkids. I mean, it's a bee hack. It scares the heck out of me, but uh, I love it. It's what gets me out of bed every morning. Okay. 100% agree with you and you definitely have our support. Uh, I hope uh, of our uh, Buka Leadership Podcast community too, because it is uh, the, the way that you came up with uh, the realizations and the idea to uh, the context, the idea uh, is impressive. And uh, uh, I, I had the chance, and thank you for that, uh, also Chris, for let me, uh, letting me uh, see the the film. Uh, we will. Uh, I assume that we will uh, find a way to uh, help other people. Uh, keep an eye on that and to oh, watch it. Of course. Yeah, to you, to, to your listeners, if they reach out to you, right, mm -hmm. um, we'll give them a five-day pass. They need to go through you, right, okay. to get that five-day pass. But we'll give them a five-day pass. If they reference you, we'll give them a five-day pass. Thank so. you so much. So yeah. uh, for our friends, uh, just drop us a, a message, uh, contact us, and uh, we'll... Um, uh, Take care with uh, Michael to have access to, uh, to this amazing film. Uh, it was very, very impressive. Um, congratulations once uh, again. Yeah, thank uh, you.
Mike, um, it was really nice to, to have this uh, conversation with you. It was uh, really nice to have our um, community the opportunity to listen what uh, you have to say, what you're doing, and uh, what is the reason behind of all these uh, actions that uh, you make, uh, you and uh, your team. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, information about where to find it, VUCA, the contacts of uh, Mike, and um, their website, their social media, uh, in the comments below. Thank you for being uh, here, Mike, once again. Ladies Absolutely. And gentlemen, that was Mike Sindler. Yeah, thank you. Honored. <laughs>